everybody. Welcome back to Lords of Order, a DC Dr. Fate fan podcast. I'm your host, Ed Moore, and this is episode 30. This is a spoiler show uh, that may play a part today as we talk about a book that came out in August of 2004, uh, 14, excuse me, 2014. I don't know how caught up folks are on Earth 2. Issue 24 is the book for today's show. If you'd like to send some feedback about the show, you can send it to Lords of Order on, uh, well, not send it, but you can leave comments on Facebook and Google+. Lords of Order has pages there. The website is bigtimenoise.com slash drfate. And the email address is the drfatefanpodcast at gmail.com. Doctor is dr. All right, Earth 2 issue 24 from August 2014. So that's spoilers for August, September, October, November, December, January, February, March, seven months ago. So if that's still spoiling you, I I don't have much uh, concern, you know, because seven months is, you're on your own. So this is given to us by Tom Taylor, new artist uh, right now, Eddie Barrows. Inker is Eber Ferreira. That's new. Colors is Pete Pentezas. Letters, Desi Senti and Taylor Esposito. New letterer there. So we open the story with uh, the third of the Apocalypse Trio that we have been following recently in the Earth 2 book. Uh, one is Desaad. One is Bizarro Superman. And here is the third, who goes by the name uh, Despoiler. Um, Beguiler, I'm sorry, not Despoiler. Beguiler. And Beguiler is a, looks like a skeleton with part of its head missing, and it floats around with purple flames uh, flickering from the top of its head, like its head is burning. Uh, right now, it is torturing uh, her captive... Jay Garrick, The Flash, and it is uh, excited about the fact that Flash seems to heal as quickly as he can be hurt, and that's never happened before. Usually, by this point in their little uh, play here, the person is dead, but Jay Garrick is doing fine, actually, in the picture here, not even showing any wear and tear. So he's being tortured by Beguiler when Bedlam appears to tell Beguiler about the second wave of the um, stormtroopers that they have attacking Gotham that has been destroyed. The parademons, the entire wave has been destroyed. And Bedlam doesn't really know why. We know that it was Green Lantern. He kind of green zapped them all. The Batcave just blew up, as per the instructions of Batman. Green Lantern asked for Hot Girl to stick with him, and he surrounded them in a protective bubble. But also, he surrounded a couple parademons. And Hot Girl sets this whole thing up by saying, Did you really think it was a good idea to trap us in here with them? And of course, Green Lantern's response is, We're not trapped in here with them. They're trapped in here with us as he grabs one by the throat and holds his power ring hand away from him like he's going to punch him or going to jet out a nice spear right in their eyeball or, you know, something like that. 
But he kept these two alive so that they could tell their master how formidable a foe Green Lantern really is. And he sets them loose. But then he turns to Hawk Girl and says, just kidding, not really. I just gave them a reason to go back home so that we can track where they're going. Because the Flash, nobody's mentioned the Flash in several issues. He's still missing. And I can't find him. But I do sense this aura of darkness whenever I feel around for Jay Garrick using his green sense or whatever Green Lantern uses. So he sets the pair of demons free, hoping that they will take him to Green Lan- uh, to Green Lantern, excuse me, to the Flash, or perhaps to this source of darkness that he is picking up. Now we go to Themyscira on the island of Amazonia, where our heroes are getting. Just as they're getting there, leaving the portal uh, constructed by the Sandman, Wesley Dodds, who is a World Army soldier. And we see that they are carrying the injured Red Arrow, who is dead. And we have a little confrontation here between Batman, Thomas Wayne, Batman, and the person of color, Superman, Val Zod. He turns, he's looking, everybody's looking at Red Arrow, who has been laid out in front of them. Uh, And Batman just says, why didn't you do anything? And then he turns and points with this evil face and, of course, his red eyes, because in his cowl, his eyes are red. You could have taken the whole army apart, he points at Valzad. And he throws up his hands and says, I don't, Batman says, I know, you don't like violence. Well, do you like this, Val? And he points over at Red Arrow, because this is on you. And then he walks off. Uh, Jimmy seems to be quite taken with poor Val's stance, such that he goes and berates Batman, but first lets Batman know that he knows, Jimmy Olsen, that Batman is Thomas Wayne and not Bruce Wayne. Which I'm not sure at this point that it really matters that anybody knows who Batman is, you know, but... He is still concerned with people finding out, or at least finding out that he is not Bruce Wayne, who maybe everybody assumes he is. So Jimmy gives him a what for for being a a big wiener to Val Zod. Although, uh, to be perfectly honest with you, I agree with Batman. If Val Zod has the ability, whether he chooses to be a pacifist or not, to stop something like the death of of a fellow hero, then he is being a big wiener by not doing something. Regardless of why he chooses to, he's being a big wiener. Sorry. Uh, I I really have no stomach for pacifism, especially when in the face of aggression. I have no stomach for that. To me, that is a coward. Uh, Don't give me any of this. It takes more courage. It's a coward. Especially if because you choose not to act, someone else suffers for it. That's cowardice. Look up the definition. We are at Washington, D.C., which is where Green Arrow and Hawk, uh, Green Lantern, excuse me, and Hawk Girl have followed the parademons to. And there's much hubbub here going on in D.C., And now that they're here, Green Lantern reveals that he didn't really have a plan, you know, throwing the big air quotes up there, 
but rather my plan was to draw all the parademons to me and me fight them, and you go and see if you can find Jimmy. Uh, which it is a plan, but you know, like Hawk Girl says, it's not not much of a plan. You know, it's not very subtle, or um, you know, and it yeah, kind of hammerish. But okay, so that's what they do. He takes on the parademons at first, and then kind of retreats. You know, drawing them away because parademons aren't the, the smartest of flunkies. They're they're pretty. Um, hormonally, uh, some would say testosteronally aggressive, you know, kind of very maleistic in their behaviors, animalistic, maleistic. Hot Girl goes in and uh, follows the screams of the Flash to the room where he's being tortured. Uh, Guyler's not there anymore. And Hot Girl frees him up, and he says, you know, hurry, we've got to to go and get out of town before Beguiler comes back. Don't really know where she went, but don't want to be here. So they uh, they take off. They get outside. Green Lantern is being attacked by Beguiler, who you know was told of last time we saw anything going on. She was told of the attack on Gotham City, uh, but now she is outside. I guess the parademons must have alerted her that something was going on. We didn't really see any indication of that, so I'm not sure why she's out there, but she is attacking like I said, Green Lantern. Um, not not all that successful, but not too bad. I mean, Green Lantern definitely is holding his own. So, Hawk Girl arrives with uh, Flash in tow. Green Lantern's plan is still, I'll stay here and hold him off. You guys get away. <clears throat> And Hot Girl says, no, we can do this together. We're supposed to be together. Everything has been working towards keeping us apart. And because of that, I, Hot Girl says, think that we are supposed to stay together. So let's do that for a change. So Green Lantern's like, okay, uh, do you have a, a way to do that, you know, with us here in the big nest of parademons? And she says, I, I think I do. Surround us by a bubble, enough to keep them off of us, and I'll take care of the rest. So Green Lantern does that. She contacts Batman. Tells him, we're heading west out of Washington. We need your help with something. You know, the Pied Piper, she says. And in the image we see a bubble enshrouded Green Lantern flash and hot girl with just massive numbers of parademons streaming along behind them. We cut to Paradise Island, where Valzad is standing there, uh, absorbing sunlight, basically, is what he's doing. And Jimmy goes up to him. He tries to talk it out with Val. Val's not too talkative, really. Um, Jimmy notices that his hoodie, that he never takes off, uh, Val, is in tatters. And he asks, well, what's under it? And Val kind of tries to steer the conversation somewhere else. And Jimmy... Goes with the conversation, but then brings it back around. You know, you, you got to do something about the the hoodie. It's all messed up. And, you know, if nothing else, we'll go get you something else to wear. And Val says, okay, all right. And he tears off the hoodie, and underneath it is a shirt with the big S symbol for Superman. No. Actually, it's going to turn out, I believe, to be the Kryptonian sign for hope is what that symbol is going to be. We look at it as an S, but uh, or stylized S for Superman, but uh, Val says it's not. So Jimmy is just dumbstruck that, you know, basically he's wearing a Superman emblem on his chest. 
And that's pretty much where this issue ends. We have the 52-channel news, which is in the back of every every issue. I, I don't really know why. And then next episode, we have the aforementioned All-Star Comics Volume 1, Number 3, Arrival. That will be in issue 31 of the podcast, so hang in there and we'll get to some more Golden Age Doctor Fate. As in this issue, I think he just appeared a couple times while they were on the island, just in the background, Dr. Fate did. Still not proving to be much of a character here in the Earth 2, New 52, uh, Heroes, Justice League, whatever they're going to call it. Alright guys, we'll see you again next time. Ciao. Lords of Order is a Teal production, and as such is licensed under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, non-derivative, 3.0, unported license.